Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 324. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Squarespace, ExpressVPN, and Hawthorne. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by Mr. Federico Vitici. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good, Federico. How are you? I'm doing good. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. It's good. We're also joined by Mike Hurley. Good evening. Oh, fancy. Nice. Good evening to you, Michael. I've made the decision when everybody's listening to the show, and it's the evening. That's right. the decision I've made. I think most people listen to Connected in the evening, you know, bottle of wine mm-hmm. or, or whiskey, some music. Uh, you know, you just paused, you were listening to some jazz or, I don't know, Death Cab for Cutie, for example, and, and you realize... Wow, you really took a... And you, real, and you realize, jump. you know, now it's time to listen to Connected. So you hit pause. Yep. On jazz down. or Death Cab, one of the yes. two only. I mean, it's... I mean, if you're drinking wine or whiskey, it's either going to be jazz or death cap for cutie. I think Steven agrees. Yes. Yeah. I don't even drink and uh, I agree. Well, I mean, it could be Christmas music this time of year, though. Like some nice Christmas, Christmas jazz. jazz. Have you ever heard Christmas jazz? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, great. Death yeah, cap uh, for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I would hate that. <laughs> but yes, uh, I do subscribe to the theory that people listen to Connected in the evening. And if you don't, you should consider it. We have a bunch of follow-up this week, but I want to start with just kind of laying out the rest of our schedule for the year. So next week, we have a normal episode. We're going to take off the week of Christmas, so there will not be an episode on December 23rd. We will do our 2020 year in review on December 30th. If you haven't listened to one of those before, basically we go through the calendar year of all the tech news and Apple news this year is gonna be mad. I've just realized that. Yeah, we need to it's start on this be document. So weird. Real soon. Oh my! Like I've just thought, like January, February, March, la di da di da. Right? Mm. Like everything's normal. When's WWDC gonna happen? And then I like, bang! Like yeah, that's gonna be wild <laughs> to go through. Oh my gosh! It's fun because we can see what news was actually important and what wasn't. That's my favorite part of it. Yeah, it's like, oh, remember that? No one cares. Uh, So we do that. And then on Thursday, January 7th, so one day later than we normally record, we will be grading our annual Rickies for this year and making our picks for 2021. It's going to be good for Mm -hmm. some of us. This could be great for me. I can't wait. So anyways, that's that's, uh, what we're doing. So we'll be back next week and the normal episode. But... We have an episode to do before then. We have today's episode to do. We should start today's episode. I wanted to do next week's episode. Well, what's happening next week? Air tags? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tim Cook's doing podcasts now. Maybe maybe Tim was going to be on. What's up with that? Come on, Tim. I don't know. Come on our podcast. Can we get him as a guest on the show? I don't know. Like Clearly, clearly Connected is his favorite show. That's Obviously. Right. Like he, will, he went to such great lengths to put up the artwork and to stand w- directly in front of it for us. Exactly, so. in a very, you know, in a very, in a very majestic pose. Also, so uh, you know, uh, cre- clearly connected. Uh, Tim is part of the connected family mm-hmm. at this point. Uncle Tim. So just whenever you're ready, Tim. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hello. Oh. Hey. Oh, we're doing that again. Mm-hmm. My hey. Okay. Email experiment. Hey is winding down. Okay. We spoke last time about what happens if you don't pay. And then I got an email from them that made it more confusing. And then I think I, so I finally think, I finally think I've worked out what happens if you don't pay for hay. Okay. If you don't want to continue, 
There's no no issues with that. You just uh, turn off email forwarding and, you know, make sure no one has your Hey email account. Like, okay, that, that kind of makes sense, I guess. But then this email came and it said, at the end of your trial, your account will be automatically closed and your data will be deleted from our servers 30 days later. Then your email address will be released back into the pool so someone else can sign up and use it, which is yeah. not what the document we read last week says. No, because that document last week was for somebody who had paid. Right. So this is where I'm going with this. Yeah. So if you sign up for a trial and you never pay them, just someone else can come along and use your email address. Which is wild, right? Does not. I don't like that. Because if someone's been using it, if you've started using it, I just think that's weird. It's weird. It's all weird. It's like, imagine a tactic where they want to force you to pay them. Mm -hmm. Not base camp. Yeah. Oh, it'd no. be a shame if something happened to your precious name. <laughs> DHH is walking around wielding a, a cast iron pipe. This email account's gonna gonna sleep with the fishes. That's right. Right. So if you have a trial and you don't pay, you mm -hmm. have those thirty days to decide to come back. So after they come to your house and shake you down, you can sign back up. <laughs> However, if you pay for your first year of service, you can uh -huh. forward the email to another account, even if you become inactive later. Right. And your hey.com address is yours forever, even if you stop using hey and don't pay for hey in subsequent years. But can you sign back up again? So that, I, I don't know. And get the email address. That's that's the thing know. that I think that that the documents we are very confusing. Get your stuff to together. Suggest that you couldn't do that. So, uh, so I, I, uh, I paid for a year because I don't want anybody else to use the name that I use on Twitter and that we put in a show very prominently. Yeah, so you you put yourself in that now. You're <laughs> you're done. Mm -hmm. I have it forwarded to my uh, relay email account. So okay, you can still email me at ismhhay.com at least for another year. Hooray. Anyways, it's very confusing. I think they really need to clarify what happens if you do or don't pay. Moving right along. MagSafe in the car. Federico, you spoke about your... Is it Belkin? Yes. Car mount? MagSafe? Do Dewey hickey thing? It's not showing for a long time for most people unless you're Federico and you get sent one by the CEO of Belkin. He hand delivers it. Corey mm -hmm. came up... Listener Corey came up with an ingenious solution by taping a MagSafe puck to a cheap car mount they already had for his iphone 12 pro in the silicon apple case uh, and the, and Corey says it works great and there's a photo in the show notes of it working great it seems like it's working great it's not falling off in the photo so you can always do that if you want to use magsafe in the car but don't want to buy a new car mount or wait for a while it's pretty good he's listening to the struts federico uh, that's a really good album i wanted to point i saw that in the picture Really good album, really good song with Robbie Williams. Mm -hmm. uh, very much in line with 2020. It's a so COVID song, which it's is the, it's, it's a, a weird COVID thing song. That they exist, so but they exist. It's uh, and it's a good song and it's a good album, I think overall. So um, well done with the music choice and well done with this uh, sort of a do-it-yourself project. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I think you're gonna like the Belkin car mount uh, if you're ever able to get it. Uh, but it's good to hear that this also works. Right, that you can still take the default MagSafe charger and it's still going to hold your phone in the car. So that, that is good news. I'm sure that we're, we'll continue seeing more hacking projects like this one. So I think a couple of days ago, Stephen sent a link 
somewhere, I don't know where it was, about, uh, t- but I picked it up, that Remember the Milk, Stephen's favorite application, the Mac app now supports Apple Silicon. And I thought to myself, oh, I'll save that in my uh, Apple Notes to, for, to put in the show because that will be a funny thing to bring up. You know, we can tease Stephen and say, like, aha, now you can move to Remember the Milk. And then when I went to this website, which seems to be a Tumblr blog, I noticed uh, this morning that Stephen reblogged this onto his own Tumblr blog to complain that there are no notifications on the app badge. Still, and I just found many of these things interesting. What? Wait, wait a second. A Tumblr. Stephen decided to put them on blast on his own personal Tumblr account. Wait, and, is that? A, and I just is that is that a, is that a joke? No, it's it's for real. If you click the link in the show notes, and then you scroll down to the bottom of the page, you see it says it says notes or something. Right? Still, no notifications on the app badge. Come yeah, on. Yeah, and if you if you click that, it takes you to Stephen's Tumblr. Interesting. And it dis- all of these things were, were intriguing to me. So this Tumblr blog, there was an, a, po- a link on November 2nd, 2020. A bi- then there's a big gap, March 10th. And then there's NASA another gap, things. November 8th, 2019. Yeah. Then another gap, January 20th. 20. 2018. Well, you just post once a year on this. It Tumblr tends to be team? like kind of around <laughs> January time, November to January. Well, over the holidays, you just remember that you also have a Tumblr and you post things in here. Interesting. <laughs> Can you explain? <laughs> Can I explain? Can you? Uh, we would love you to try. You may. Yes, you may. Please. So Liftoff, my space podcast, has an active Tumblr yep. account where we post links yep. and stuff. Yep. And so uh, I am mostly in Tumblr for that, but sometimes I used to post things on my Tumblr just like everybody else did. But then I saw their announcement. I was like, ah, here's a place where maybe they'll actually see my feedback. So Yeah, you uh, see, you were putting them on blast. I was putting them on blast. And now we're putting them on blast. We're putting your blast on blast. That's right. I do have to say, though, Todoist recently added the ability to have list automatically sort by a bunch of different things, including mm-hmm. by due date, which was my big feature, remember, the milk had that Todoist did not. So now that Todoist has that, like, that was my last big item in Todoist that I really wanted. So now I can go to any list, and it's automatically sorted by date. I add a new yep. task. It automatically goes in the right place. So I'm I'm happy that Todoist has added that. It's interesting. Like you've, there's always been like three to-do apps for you, and each one of them has had one fatal flaw. Mm-hmm. And Todoist has fixed their fatal flaw. Yes. Now, if things would just let you mark off repeating tasks early, they would be perfect. Right, but, w- but why do you need them to do that now? If Todoist is perfect now, well, I just you gotta have options. You know, you just like to know that if you ever break up with Todoist, you can still go back to the. To the cow. That's right. Yeah. So is the icon still a cow? Yeah. Of course it is. I don't know why they've never tried to modernize the cow. D- don't <laughs> they said that this update includes a new icon. Okay. What it's still does it a look cow. Like? It's a cow with a little shadow under him now. That's the new icon? Yeah. That is the new icon. Oh that's but that's not a new icon. The other <laughs> one was uh was f- very flat. Uh. Don't you feel like maybe maybe there's an opportunity for them to explore having, say, a bottle of milk <laughs> instead I know. of a Well, they a cow? use that in some places, and that would be a uh-huh. good alternative icon. 
Right. Because when I say, oh no, I've forgotten the milk, I don't mean I need a cow. Well, that's because you live in the city. To milk the cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> city slicker over Ooh, here. Big city boy. I don't know where milk comes from. <laughs> I don't even think about where my milk comes from. The milk factory. I mean, look, if you go to rememberthemilk.com and you look in the footer, they have this really lovely uh, milk um, box, whatever. What's the name? Carton of carton milk of milk. Yeah. Guy character, you know, this little, you know, cutesy armless like, little huh. figure. Yeah, that's that should be the icon. Use that. When you log in, I put a screenshot in the Discord, it runs across the screen. Oh. Why can't they use that I know. character? Killing me. This like this I am and I am serious. What kills me about Remember the Milk is that it looks like a really powerful tax manager, and I don't use it because it's got a cow as a logo. But now you can now now you can make your own logo on iOS, right? Yeah, you, you just can. make the little cotton guy. Well, can okay. Remember the milk. Well, icons. Well, you know, it's actually like you look at the features and like uh, it doesn't seem as flexible as Todoist. I don't think they have like a Kanban view or whatever. No. But they got a lot of features, like a lot of interesting features in here. They do. Yep. It looks nice too, the application itself, the design. It looks nice. And their sync is really good. Like their sync, it syncs super fast. There's a lot of good things about it. The Mac app's not one of them. <laughs> not that Todoist Mac app is anything special, but at least it does things. Anyways, we have more follow up, but let's take a break first. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. It lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store or host a portfolio or write a blog. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do all of those things under one roof. The best part is you don't have to worry about scary server admin stuff. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades are needed. Squarespace has all that stuff covered for you. If you have any questions or need any help, they have award-winning 24-7 customer support that lets you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and their templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Just recently, I heard from a freelance client. I built them a Squarespace site a couple of years ago, and they wanted to add a blog to it. And it was super easy because the blog is just built into Squarespace, put in the navigation, tweak some settings, and they are now uh, blogging away. And it's great. They can just do their own content, and it's super easy for me to set up for them. Squarespace plans start just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com connected. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name and to show your support for the show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash connected and the code connected to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. I have some real-time follow-up. Okay. I have 3,795 completed tasks in Remember the Milk. And the first one, if I scroll all the way to the bottom is from July 2008. That's a long time. I bet your Remember the Milk database looks like your Tumblr blog. 
where there's just like a chunk <laughs> of them a every year. Yeah, there's a lot of 2008 and 2009. Yep. And then there's some 2010. And then there's no mm-hmm. 2011. There's mm-hmm. 20, some 2012. Mm-hmm. Some 2013. And then I go from 2014 to 2018. Yep. I used it for a long time in 2018. Mm-hmm. And looks like for several months into 2019. And then it stops again. Hmm. Sometimes maybe you got to switch 20, it up. Maybe the end of 2020, we'll see some Remember the Milk, some old RTM action. We'll see. All right, we have some more follow-up. Mike, do you want to take this next one? Hunter wrote in to say, palindrome backwards is a real word in Mordnilap. Any word spelled backwards that Wait, forms what? a different word is known as an Amordnilap. Amordnilap. Amordnilap, which is palindrome backwards. This is okay. one of those things where someone's come up with some funny ha-ha thing. So, like what? Like in the same way that people wrote in to tell us that uh, the fear of palindromes is palinolap. But like these are just like like what we did last week where we were trying to make up our own palindrome word. Like this is just one of those funny things that someone came up with. But if you wanna uh if you wanna impress people, you could say emordnilap, I guess. Do we have any practical examples of emordnilaps? No. Example I mean let me see if I can find you one. I can just <laughs> Google it, right? I'm sure I'm sure at least one exists. Also, are we sure that this is a thing? Like, well, I mean, when you Google it and you see a lot of people talking about oh, it, there's a bunch of them. That. Like now and one W O N decal and laced pal and lap mood and doom peak and keep right okay rail and liar those are immortal laps because in the exact opposite of the word creates another word right be better if they were related though right agreed dub and bud that's a good one dub bud. Edit and Tide. Oh, my favorite is Mood and Doom. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> 2020. <one. laughs> That's the, tw- the 2020 word. My 2020 is an immortal app. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my mood is Doom. Stool and Lutes. Nat and Tang. Okay. Good news. Excellent. Mac OS 11.1 seems to address the weird reinstall issue that I uh, talked about last week. So it seems like it's solved as a as of 11.1 beta 2 apple fitness plus is coming and it requires big sur 11.1 so i think that we will see this uh, the you know probably a week from yesterday maybe maybe next tuesday we'll see this and new ios 14 so if you need to reinstall mac os on a m1 chip just wait a week and it'll get much better seems difficult just wait <laughs> just, just, just don't use your computer for a week. Just wait. Just wait. Just, just wait. We talked about the iPhone leather case, mm-hmm. and we got two pieces of feedback. Uh, an anonymous listener who works in an Apple store, they say it's in a very in a very affluent area, says that they are very popular. Don't say it like that. What? It's affluent. Affluent. No. Aff- don't be like Casey Liss. Affluent. Affluent. Yeah. Is is this a... What is this discussion? Casey says that word, affluent. Fluent. No, he says affluent. Affluent. Right? That's what Casey what's the, says. What's the right way to say it? Affluent. Affluent. Not affluent. Why does Casey say it differently? Because Casey likes to put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> syllable. 
Oh, that's actually a fun exercise. Yeah. Fun exercise. Fun, fun exercise. <laughs> so you would say a, li- a listener. Yeah. Or works in an. Or like like feedback. Uh, feedback. Here's some uh, feedback. feedback. Follow up. <laughs> some follow, follow up. up. Some follow up. <laughs> follow up. <laughs> so like Federico <laughs> Vitici. <laughs> Michael, hello. What's up, Michael? If I was like, or if I was like, McStories, right? Mm. McStories, McStories. Okay, so is it affluent or affluent? It's affluent. 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 Yeah. Affluent Affluent. area. Yeah. I think the theory is here that uh, people like fancy things, and this is expensive. I don't know. Wait, what are we talking about? The leather case (laughs) feedback. We're talking about. I found leather case. What's the leather case? Do you mean the one that looks the lo- one with the little the sleeve. hole at the the sleeve, right? Yes. The one with the 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 uh, always on, not always on display. Yes. Okay. Always on. Always on. Always on. <laughs> always on. <laughs> always on this display. <laughs> we also heard from people who just like it from a protection standpoint. So people who carry their phone in a bag or a purse, which yep. also makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, listener Tim wrote in. And said that they like it because they like to keep their phone in pristine condition and they can't trust their pockets to not have like abrasive substances in it. So they work in a like a rough environment, I guess. I don't know the details. I was going to say, like, it feels pretty easy to make sure you don't have abrasive substances in your pocket. You- Maybe Tim works in a quarry. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Some sort of glass factory, and there's just like <laughs> glass beads everywhere. Sharp glass beads. He works beads. in a, a nail factory. He's in a nail factory, and so Tim Tim can't trust his pockets. Oh, so oh wait, so oh so Tim and the listener are two different people. These are two two listeners. We had the oh okay affluent because affluent listener. Affluent. So affluent listener is not Tim, right? The affluent Apple Store employee has to be anonymous, right? Oh, Tim is feedback number two. Oh, okay, so. Affluent listener does not work in a quarry. Well, unless he, unless Tim owns the quarry, then they would be True. affluent. No, he's, it says he works or they work in a quarry in an Apple store. <laughs> Who works There's in an a Apple quarry? store in the is bottom of the Tim? quarry? Maybe that monolith is an Apple store, okay, right? This is a very confusing structure, Stephen. You should have used a uh, craft for this. Um, Come on. Right, that the 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 you know the uh, that 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 big uh, monolith thing that keeps popping up <laughs> in the bottom of like, <laughs> right? That's an actually an Apple Store. So and that's where Tim works. Affluent listener works in an Apple. Can store. Can we talk about the monolith real the quick? The monolith is going to form coordinates that spell out a message or a drawing of some kind. It's it's an advertising campaign for something, right? Also that, yeah. Like, I think it's a viral, like, advertising campaign. I think you may have a point. I think capitalism has brought up to this. It's, yeah. It totally makes sense. I think it ultimately... It, I think it's kind of what it shows is that, like, something which c- would clearly be seen as being aliens, it's like what a lot of people think it is or something, I'm like, no, no, this is a marketing campaign. Like, and I will accept no offer explanation until the marketing campaign reveals itself. Yeah, it's probably, like... You know, some some silly corporation, you know, like 
I don't know, News Corp or something, like one of mm-hmm. those boring and, you know, multi-billion corporations. Or it's like, it's Black Mirror or something, right? It's like, oh, you yes, know, and it's Netflix. Salesforce. It's, it's Salesforce. This is how we finally <laughs> find Salesforce. Salesforce is spelling out what they actually do. <laughs> CRM. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't get it. I still don't understand what Salesforce is, by the way. I will try by the end nah, of 2020. It's not worth it. Um, okay. Okay. So let me explain the feedback. Oh, sorry. Yeah. There was a listener who did not want to be named. They work okay. in an Apple store. That right. Apple store is in a rich area. Rich area. And they said they're very popular in that area. Fancy people okay. like fancy okay. things. Another listener fancy? named Tim. Who wor- we don't know where Tim works, but Tim works okay. in a, quote, rough environment with, quote, tiny abrasive substances. So, again, I'm projecting that it's a quarry, but it could be yeah. anything. Uh-huh. Well, not anything. It couldn't be a—I mean, hopefully it's not like a elementary school. But, you know, it could be— <laughs> <laughs> So, so okay, so affluent listener works in an Apple store. Rough listener works in an—or un- Tim— Rough team works in a place <laughs> where tiny substances enter their uh, pockets. Pockets, yes, and okay. their and their work vehicle. So, who knows what Tim's up to? But anyways, Tim said in this environment, you know, that his phone's going to get scratched to bits, and so right. he likes to have a a sleeve that has a nice okay. little safe home for their phone, but they can remove the phone because they like using the phone with no case. See. It's the leather sleeping bag we talked about last week. When you're in the sleeping bag, you're mm-hmm. safe and warm. And when you're out mm-hmm. of it, you're just out in the world. When you think about it, we as humans are like all the time in a leather sleeping bag. I mean, like our- I'm, in a, I'm in a denim and cotton sleeping bag. But- <laughs> yeah, same. Oh, wait, do you mean like, like- my skin? Yes, that's what I don't like to think about that. I don't like to think about that. Our bodies, our organs, we are, <laughs> they are. in a leather sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> this is gross. However, Tim says the Apple iPhone leather sleeve is a total miss. Okay. Because okay. of the window, they need oh. ultimate protection. Well, yeah, if, if you're trying to protect it from small stones in the quarry, they're going to get in there, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They say, oh, the last I get... thing I want on my iPhone to get scratched is the screen. <laughs> so yeah. so they, they have checked out some third-party ones. Uh, they're using one from a company called Fitbag that they seem to like. Um, Fitbag. Tim, I get it. Tim is one of those people who uses the military-grade protection cases. Yeah. Like the Otter Box that... Basically. Or rhino shield. No, no, they like using their phone naked. They just want a place for the phone to be when okay. they're not using it. Wa- right. Okay, Waterfield Designs. Oh, the Fitbag one looks nice, and it's like 20 Fitbag. bucks on Amazon. And there's the, I'm on the Fitbag website, and you can get uh, oh, you nice. can get lots of different um, leather skins, and uh, you can get denim <laughs> ones. Oh, I you know should, Waterfield should tell Designs. Someone should about this company, Fitbag. I know Waterfield Designs. They make really excellent um, all kinds of like sleeves and bags, yeah. and like yeah. they have gaming cases for the Nintendo Switch that I've been keeping an eye on for a long David's time. David Spox likes these, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are super yeah. good. Yes, yes, yes. So there you go. Fit bag. If, if your needs are like Tim's and you work in some sort of quarry, 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 or 
abrasive substance environment, then you have other options. Can I make a request to listen to Tim? Yes. I say, I mean, I don't know. It's up to Tim. Tell us what field you work in. Well, I'm making a request. Tim doesn't have to contact us again, but I would really like to know now because if Tim he is a quarry, I'll be so happy. Again. Yeah, this is the last time. <laughs> Tim Tim has learned their lesson. <laughs> no longer will Tim want to write in. Let me let me just find Tim's feedback. I'll just email them back. Say, what do you do, Tim? What do you do, Tim? But but say if you reply within the next half an hour, we will say on the show what it is, so they also, have to know that. Also, I really, I really, really, really hope that they reply and say my job is classified. That oh, is really my hope. Yeah, that's such a baller move, right? Yeah, yeah. I have a friend who did that to me once. It's also something that I yeah I also have a friend. Oh, who did I can't that find their me. email now. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's also something I want to start saying, even if it's not true. Can't. I uh, wish like I could I w- tell you. Like, I, I just want to use the expression classified in real life. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Federico, what was that project that you were working on in craft that you gave the poet? Calliope? Yeah. It's classified. Oh. 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 Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you feel that oh, rush I when you I say it? I think I need to start using that more. That's good, right? You know, you feel that sense of power flowing through you? Oh, it's, Super it's good. tough. I'm sorry, you don't have security clearance for that. Nice. <laughs> We should make a version of that app that apparently they have inside of Apple, right? You, you familiar with this? That there's a there's an app that um, employees at Apple can download. It's like an employee yeah. directory application. And I can look you up and it can tell you if you have the security clearance to know what I am oh. working on. Wow. Right? So if you're working <laughs> on a secret thing and I'm working on a secret thing, we can look in the employee directory and it can be like, yes, Federico has clearance for this thing. So you can talk to him about it, wow. but not for this part. So don't talk about that. That's incredible. What a confusing work environment, right? Like to, to every time you want to have a conversation with someone. Let me check the app. <laughs> yeah. I, I just got a piece of real-time follow-up that says it's a website, not an application, but nevertheless. Okay. It exists. I was looking for a picture of my Apple employee ID. I still have it, but apparently don't have a picture of it. Oh, wow. I totally forgot you used to work at an Apple store. Yeah. Yeah, I forget that a lot, too. That is ages ago. It was a long time ago. But I got an ID because I did stuff on... uh, I did training in Cupertino. So I got to wear that in the store and pretend like I was important. Did Maybe I'll, if I can find it, I'll put a we, I'll put a picture in next week. Follow up. Did you ever get to say that some things were classified? <laughs> I don't think I did. Mm. Classified. How do you take the back off of this Mac Mini? It's classified. They did say don't follow anybody in through any doors. <laughs> like okay. Yes, what is sir. that called? There's a phrase for that. Tailgating. Tailgating. I was going to click gatekeeping, but that's a different Wait, what? thing. What does it mean? Don't follow anybody into any doors. So say that I have permission to go into the secret lab and Mike doesn't and Mike sneaks in behind me or I hold the door open for him and suddenly he has access to a physical space he's not supposed to. Can't have that. Does that need to be said? Apparently. So we used to have that at the bank too. The idea is that you're supposed to just make sure that doors are closed behind you. Like, because it's just not a thing that you normally do, right? Like, a regular human being, you open a door, you walk through the door, the door will close on its own, right? That's just the way that doors work. But if you're in a high security environment, you have to force that door closed. And if someone's behind you, you have to close it. And then they will need to come in using their own security badge or whatever. It's also so, yeah, the company knows who went through what door. 
at any given time. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a door opening. I have a door opening story for oh, y'all. Okay. Okay. So I had a, a a checkup with the surgeon who did my foot thing. I saw mm-hmm. him on Monday, mm-hmm. and his office or like the their clinic or whatever is in an office building. So it's not like there's an exterior door, right? You go through like sliding glass doors and there's elevators. Anyways, he's on the first floor and I'm on crutches and it's like opening a door handle is tricky with crutches. You have to like do something with them, right? And so I'm like crutching in and this guy comes off the elevator and kind of sees like what's getting ready to happen to me. He's like, oh, let me open the door for you. Well, then I had the situation of, that's a nice thing to do, and I'm wearing a mask, and he's wearing a mask, but I don't want to be close to him, right? Because there's a there's a pandemic. Uh. <laughs> and so he came over, and I just held my breath. I just probably didn't do anything. I've done that a bunch where... I do that all the time, yes. I think that like somehow, <laughs> if I just hold my breath for 20 seconds, I'm not going to get COVID, yeah. which is like the most stupid thing, <laughs> but not- we're all doing it. Is it? Like... For for example, I was I walking know. the dog a few days ago. Yep. And there were two stupid people in the middle of the street. People. Uh, people in the middle in of the, the street, street without without a mask on. And so when Sylvia and I passed by, uh, she didn't think about it, but I held my breath. Yeah. And like I do so, all the time. when I walked like those three meters, yep. right, that they were standing by. I was not breathing. Therefore, my assumption is any, you know, particles that may have been yep. in the air, I did not breathe those. So here's the thing. Now, look. That is my theory. People, don't don't write into me. My understanding is that COVID is contracted with extended interaction. So, like, yes. if you just walked past somebody who had it, you... It's unlikely that you're going to get it. Though. But n- even though I know this, I also hold my breath, <laughs> even though I know this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you have any feedback for this, ismh at hey.com. Thank you for the the, the, the recommendation, Terrence. Mm-hmm. This is actually a pretty good idea, right? So is when it? we want feedback on something, we tell them, like, just send it to whatever. Well, well I have it or, forwarded like, now because I don't want to no, check. No, no, no. Well, but not we can set up a different account and like mm. whenever there's feedback about a topic we don't want oh. we just say send it to connected at hey.com or whatever yeah casey right? at caseylist.com oh man that's his actual email mm. address he'll be fine okay affluent all right let's take a second break all right this episode of connected is brought to you by express vpn sad truth is our data online isn't always safe uh, just it happens right you're sending credit card information driver's license information, passwords, all sorts of stuff. And sometimes the websites you're using or the networks you're on, uh, not doing what they're supposed to do. So what do you do about that? Your data is worth a bunch of money in darker places on the web. And we're already busy. We don't have to worry about this stuff. And so ExpressVPN is there to help. It's an app that funnels your data through a secure encrypted tunnel so that no matter what device you're using, you can have peace of mind every time you use the internet. Now, that app, by the way, just updated, fully supports Big Sur, but you've been using it on my laptop, no problem. The app connects with just one click, is lightning fast, and the best part is it works on up to five devices at the same time, so you and your family can stay protected, or, you know, we've all been in a situation where, like, we're in a hotel, like, we're working on our laptop, but also using our phone or a tablet, any situation like that, all your devices, up to five, can be connected. I've used ExpressVPN for a really long time. I absolutely love the speed of it. It does not slow down what you're doing. You can stream audio. You can Twitch stream on ExpressVPN. I've done that before. It is uh, fantastic. 
and it's the number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, and countless others. So visit expressvpn.com connected, and you can arm yourself with an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com connected. ExpressVPN.com connected to learn more and check out the extra three months for free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of this show and Relay FM. ExpressVPN. VPN. ExpressVPN. Federico, the world has been waiting to hear what you think of the MagSafe Duo charger. Really? Mm-hmm. They got nothing else to do? Nothing, there's nothing going on. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I like it. I like it. It's fine. Um, I received it a few days ago. It just so happens that I have a metal nightstand. It's literally made of some kind of metal. I'm not you sure what. You are in the most prime possible use case for this product. Exactly. It is perfect because it means that all no the floppy. issues, it's the floppiness is gone. There is Instead, no floppiness. There's no floppiness. Instead, it just lays flat on my nightstand. Yep. And uh, it's ideal for that because it means I can just uh, place the phone, remove the phone. The charger doesn't move. Um, I keep it folded during the day. Of course, I can still you know, detach it from the nightstand with a moderate... Why do you do that? Is that just for fun? Uh, just because it, it feels like I, I look at it and I'm like, yeah, that looks nicer during the day. Like it feels mm. more tidied up, you know? Like, yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's the visuals, I guess. And yeah, I can place the phone, remove the phone. I like how it attaches automatically. Um, I like the watch charger, how you can choose to lay the watch down or raise the, the little charging puck and charge the watch in nightstand mode. That's really nice. And I've been thinking about, like, what have I felt differently about this charger um, if I didn't have a metal nightstand? And maybe to an extent, yeah, but also I don't think it's as big a deal as a lot of people have made it out to be. Like, I don't know, but I don't find myself constantly removing and putting my phone on a charger. Like, all I want is to do it correctly once, which is when I go to sleep. Now, you see, I, 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 I think it's great. I'm so pleased you love this product. I genuinely think you would be you would be over time more annoyed if using it every day if you did not have a melon. Well, stand. there's no way to know though, is it? No, there is no way to know, but it's just my opinion. Right. Like my opinion. Is I just think that this is not You tend to have that position when I like something that That's not true. That's well, not true. That's you not are true. more like you always try to be like devil's advocate. Well, no, I just think that this product... But you see, but we, I could argue it in the opposite, couldn't I? If that's the case. Mm. I could be like, you always like things when I don't like them. Well, I didn't know that you, were, that you didn't like it. I don't dislike it. I just mean that I, I think it would be annoying to use this product every day if you didn't have a mountain nightstand. Mm. But I see how it works perfectly for you. I've had experience with this. I stayed in a hotel in Germany, and they, ha- and they had a metal nightstand, and I was wearing an Apple Watch, and it was super great that the Apple Watch puck just stuck to the nightstand. It's just yeah. perfect. Yeah. I don't have a metal nightstand, though. I have a wooden one. Hmm. Yeah, I guess when now that everything is made of magnets, basically, it is convenient to have metal nightstands because you can sort of uh, find a... A utility for those, in addition to... Have you, you ever know, thought hope. about sticking your phone to the side of the nightstand? Well, I could do that. That would be watch fun, a video. actually. I could do that. That's a really good idea. 
be kind of cool. Because like sometimes if I'm sleepy and I want to watch a video, or like sometimes I watch videos to help me go to sleep, and I will put I will like put my phone I will like pop the pop socket out and put it on the bed stand. But it would be nicer if I could just physically attach it to my nightstand. Yeah, that would be nicer. So you should try that. You should report back. I should try that. That's a good idea. So yeah, um, in the current conditions, uh, I guess, given that I do have a metal nightstand, I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now in the in an alternate timeline, I may not, according to Mike, but right now I do. Um, see, this is see, the reason that this 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 um, uh, this thing you've put on me now. The reason this is frustrating to me is the next link that I have in the document, which is I put in the show notes your uh, article that you wrote linking to Peter McKinnon's video about the MagSafe yeah. wallet. Because we had this big conversation about the MagSafe wallet and you were upset that everyone says the MagSafe wallet's bad, but you think yeah. it's good. And then you found Peter McKinnon, who is a YouTuber, who yes. made a video talking about how good it is. And what I wanted to say is, funny enough, it turns out that different people have different opinions and experiences about different things. Like, it turns out that if you are a wallet case person, the wallet case is probably good for you. If you're mm-hmm. not a wallet case person, the wallet case is not good for you. And so you and Peter McKinnon, who are slim wallet wallet case people, mm-hmm. really like the wallet case for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. And people that don't, they look at it with a different lens, right? I th- my assumption is like most of the people that were kind of making videos or saying like, oh, look, this thing comes off. It's not that it doesn't stay on to the phone. They're like people that don't know how this kind of product it should work. And people that are wallet case people want to be able to remove the wallet, I guess, from the phone. Like there's there's utility in doing that. And also like the way that you put your phone in and out of your pocket. So like I, as a pop socket person, put my phone in my pocket the same way that you as a wallet case person put your phone in your pocket. Right. If I just try and slide my phone in there, the, the pop socket gets caught on my jeans. Yeah. So I guide my phone into my pocket. With the hand, yes. With the hand. Because that's like a nice way you're giving the phone a soft landing, right? Yes, exactly. But like yeah. it's just one of those things where reviews are useful but you have to always look at a review through your own lens right it's not yes obviously yes i agree with you but it what, what really not it's not that it bothers me but it makes me think it's the consistency of the reviews and i find it strange how it just so happens that all the early reviewers have the same opinion it's like yeah i get it it's different, you know, products for different people. But right, really, but similar, like, like when they all slide new, their phone in their pockets the same way. Whenever a new iPad Pro comes out, pretty much every review talks about how this is not a laptop replacement, right? <laughs> every single time, because it's like you. There are these, like the the, the 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 mass opinion, and then there's the opinion for the person that cares about this thing specifically, right? And you've got to hit that person. Like, for example, the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Mm. Mike yes. Hurley gives a very different review to everyone else. Everyone else is like, this thing is too big. It's hard to handle, even people that like big phones. And I'm like, this thing is friggin' amazing. It's easier to hold than any of the oh, other man. ones. I can wait. And I love it. I really right? want it. Or like yeah. the gold. I absolutely adore this gold. But everybody else is like, oh, man. 
this gold's too much. And I'm like, this gold ain't even enough. Make it more. I love it. This thing <laughs> screams gold. gold phone. I'll take it. Just turns out different strokes, different folks, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's what uh, I'm saying. Yeah, in any case, um MagSafe Duo approved. Wallet case approved. Teach you uh, of approval. You're like MagSafe number one fan at the moment, right? I think at the moment um, I may be the only one. I don't use any MagSafe products yet. And and I don't have a problem with it. It's just like my use case for a phone requires a pop socket. Like that's what I like. I just want to have everything MagSafe around me. Mm. I wish that there was some kind of like MagSafe thing that works the way I want. And people sent me this like kind of pop socket like thing um, which worked with MagSafe. But like it was like a ring that you pulled out and mm. that's not what I want. Mm. I still want to see I, I want to see what PopSocket do to try and make some kind of MagSafe compatible thing. Are they still working on that? They still don't have a product. Out. I don't believe they ever had a product. I think that they just were like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't worry well, about it. Like, we're, we got it. We got it. And I don't think they have any idea what they're doing with it. <laughs> I think what okay. they potentially could do is like the little sticky disc that goes on the back. If they just made that much larger, like mm. the diameter of a pop socket, of the MagSafe, sorry, and then you could, it would just pass through. But I don't know what they're going to do. They they have said nothing since that original thing of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got it. So I don't mm. know. We'll see. Um, before we move on to the next topic, and I'm going to try something here. Without spoiling the device that I covered in the pre-show. So if you're not a member of Connected Pro, go check out the pre-show. Mm -hmm. Steven, I have a question. Is the screensaver of that device necessary? Technically, I don't think it is. Again, without spoiling. <laughs> okay. You know, there's two different options with that screensaver. And uh -huh. so, they, so they do the one, so the other one right. works. So I should look in settings is what you're saying. Maybe. I don't think you can disable it. Oh, you can't disable it? No. Oh. Oh. You got to get the case, though. The, the, the case that that manufacturer makes is really nice. Yep. Okay. And it so. protects the screen, like the leather sleeve. I don't know if it would protect it in Tim's line of work, but in perfect, your line of perfect. work, it'd be fine. All right. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the... I had an idea that cases existed for it. Yeah, if you worked in a quarry, that thing would get destroyed. I once put one in a bag with some sunglasses and scratched the hell out of it. Oh, these are some nice cases. Yeah, get the one that the, the same company makes. And then go to getconnectedpro.co. Fitness Plus is launching next week, December 14th. So we had some uh, rumblings this was going to happen. I think, Mike, you mentioned that a lot of the, the fitness coaches or trainers were kind of gearing up their stuff on Instagram, showing a bunch yep. of uh, photos and things of the studio. So, uh, yeah, so it is coming. The future of fitness, which is what Apple says. Mm -hmm. It is $9.99 a month or $80 a year. It's also part of the Apple One Premier plan, so the most expensive version of Apple One at $29.95 a month. But, of course, you get mm -hmm. everything else. With that, so the iCloud space, Apple Music, the very popular Apple News Plus, and Apple Arcade. Anything else? I think that's did it. Did both of you sign up for that, by the way? Yep. Federico, did you do that? No. You didn't sign Did they not have it in Italy? What? Apple One? Apple One Premiere. 
Uh, no, it's not an email ID. I can sign right. up with my with my fake US Apple ID. However, I don't want to do that because I'm afraid of losing the very complicated yet effective setup that I have w- with all my accounts. Because I'm one of those uh. people who, who has a like an Italian iCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know that they did that thing where like if you have different accounts. But no, but for you, I would not trust it because it's different nope. countries. Look, it's fine. Yeah. It works fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay more. It's fine. I don't wanna it's one of those things where you touch it and it's gonna implode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Stephen, like, you're doing the thing where you have the two accounts? Yeah, so we've used the family sharing now for a couple of years. And so we had my let's call it legacy Apple ID for purchases, and then I have a separate iCloud account, and my wife has an iCloud account, and now two of our three kids have uh, Apple IDs. It is really fine. And moving to Apple One was like pushing a button. There were no problems. Did you get any weird billing things? I got some weird billing things. Uh, no, I saw that. I saw. Re- I got like charged for two terabytes of iCloud and then two days later got a refund for it. It was really weird. Uh, I don't think I did. Maybe I just missed those emails. But um, anyways, it's uh, it's there. We've, we've got some questions about how the Apple Watch fits into this. So... First of all, if you're a current Apple Watch owner, you get a, a one-month trial for free when mm. Fitness Plus comes out. If you buy a new Apple Watch, you get three months free. But uh, the Apple Watch is required for Apple Fitness Plus. So this is from Apple's website. Apple Fitness Plus requires Apple Watch Series 3 or later with Watch OS 7 or later and one of the following devices. iPhone 6S or later with iOS 14 iPad with iPad OS 14 or Apple TV with the mic-reviewed TV OS 14. So you have to have the Apple Watch and one of these other products. If you don't have an Apple Watch, you're not going to be able to use Fitness Plus. Hmm. Which I think is, like, I understand, right? And they want to sell the bundle. I don't know bundle, why but... they can't just be like, you don't get these features. Yeah, yeah, you don't get the cool tracking. I can still watch the videos, right? Mm-hmm. Like. It's, it is strange to me. Like, I get it. It's like, this is a service which is way better if it can do the tracking stuff. And I'm intrigued to see how it all works, like where they show you the things on the screen, like you get to see your move rings and all that kind of stuff. And I'm intrigued to see how it will, like, work with the uh, heart rate and all that. Like, how, I mean, I'm really intrigued to see how this all comes together because they have the opportunity here to build the the, the base of, like, something that people that like pelotons get excited about right like this is like you know you've got like the 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 peloton crew they really believe in it like they love it um there is a for example there is a uh fitness and health channel in our discord and adina was telling me the other day it's just all peloton all the time in there like people love peloton and i get it right because like that is the type of thing that if you're into that you're like really into that right but um I'm wondering if Apple had the ability to like start to build some kind of mini version of that with this thing. And that's where the Apple Watch stuff will will start to play into it. So I'm intrigued. I, I'm looking forward to trying it out. There are some, uh, a handful, maybe not even a handful, just a couple of fitness accessories that have shown up in the online Apple store. Oh, really? So there are, there are a couple of yoga mats and then like a, a box to let you know you'd like step up on and step off of mm-hmm. it's made of cork apparently it looks kind of cool mm. so they they are starting to get into this and i think that there will be you know more hardware that either apple blesses or potentially even 
does themselves for fitness stuff in the future. But the idea is, and including with a starter course, that you can just have an Apple Watch and something else and just start with no accessories, like a very kind of easy way into this. So I think that is, uh, I think that's a good deal. And they may branch out and partner with, you know, maybe a maker of a bike or a treadmill or something in the future. But you, uh, I think we're at the very beginning of what this could be. I think that's pretty exciting. Hmm. We're very excited about it in my household. My my wife has asked me for several weeks when they're going to start. <laughs> what, what do you know what, what stuff she's interested in? Like which of the... I know she, she does a lot of the uh, high interval, high intensity hit. interval hit training, whatever, whatever hit. the I stand for. Hit! Hit training. <laughs> I mean, she, she does a lot of classes now. Like we, So we gave up our gym membership because of the pandemic. Yeah. We weren't going to go into a gym. And we built, like, we bought a like a weight machine in the, and put built in the garage and have some stuff out there. But she likes classes, like with music and cardio stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I think she's just excited to explore it. So that's why we went ahead and did premiere in advance of this. So we'd be all ready to go. And I'm looking forward to it once I can get back on my feet. So Foot. Foot back on my one foot. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, Fitness Plus is coming. It's it's weird. I just I think this is going to be great, and I don't necessarily say that about Apple services when they're when they're announced. Not all of the ones that they have uh, announced and rolled out are great, but I think this mm-hmm. one. I think Apple cares way more about this than something like News Plus, right? And I think that's going to yes. show. Yeah, I think so. Tim Cook wants to do this at four o'clock in the morning when he gets up. Oh my God! All right, we're going to talk about the AirPods Max. After our final break, this episode of Connected is brought to you by Hawthorne. If you've been thinking about making some changes, like considering improving your self-care routine, maybe you're like me and you've used the same stuff you used since high school and college, it can be tricky to start and overwhelming, but that's where Hawthorne comes in. Hawthorne is a premium tailored personal care brand that makes it easy for guys to feel and smell your best. You start with this quiz. They ask things like, what's your favorite drink? Do you smoke? What sorts of activities do you enjoy? Things also about, of course, your skin and your hair. And it's really easy and quick to do. I sit on my iPad, sitting on the couch. And the quiz is used to kind of build a collection of products designed for you. So if you want to upgrade your self-care routine, Hawthorne is a fun and convenient way to get super high-quality products tailored specifically for your needs. Uh, I've really enjoyed the stuff that they sent me. The shower stuff in particular is just incredible. And this is really cool. So if for some reason you don't like a product you're sent, they'll retailer them based on your feedback and you get free shipping on your order and returns. So do what I did and take the Hawthorne quiz today to get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co. And use the promo code CONNECTED to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O with the promo code CONNECTED. So go there today. I think you're really going to love this. Hawthorne.co, promo code CONNECTED. Our thanks to Hawthorne for making me smell nice and sponsoring the show. Finally. Come on. (laughs) Air (laughs) Pods. Max. Take this away, boys. All right. I just want to say I'm going to call these AirPods Pro Max so much. I can't help it. I'm sorry. Uh, th- th- I just want to say that up front. I expect to say it a lot, but we'll, we're going to try our best. AirPods uh, Max. As long as you don't have a nickname for them. 
Head pods. Head pods, you mean? Well, that's not a nickname. That's the code name that we so intelligently we discovered. No, we didn't create it. Well, we created it. Yeah, we did. And then Apple took it. And then Apple stole it from us. This has been discovered in the kind of in the code that they were calling them head pods, which is just brilliant. I'm so happy that that uh, somebody Apple listened and decided to go with our great name, but it was clearly rejected by Phil Schiller at Marking. Right, the ghost of Phil Schiller. So these are real, huh? Finally, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, right? I I I don't know. I just it feels very strange because I had lost hope on this product, especially after the latest report from Mark Gurman a few weeks ago saying how. It was delayed again. They needed to make more changes, and I just felt like, yeah, this is never gonna happen. Now mm-hmm. they're not gonna they're not gonna actually ever release this. But no, here they are, and they're coming on Tuesday. And they're five hundred and forty nine dollars, which is yes, definitely uh, expensive. Expensive, yes, um, th- they are. Yeah, I don't think it's shockingly expensive though. Like I don't know. Um, obviously, don't. Take my opinion with a quarry of salt. Um, <laughs> with teamworks. But, uh, you know, I'm the kind of person who is, uh, shall we say, interested in headphones. I have lots of different headphones and I have spent a lot of money on headphones and audio gear in general. But I don't think, and I'm trying to phrase this in a way that we don't get too much feedback. I don't think it's shockingly expensive. I think it's a luxurious product in a way that we're used to seeing from Apple. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much in line with what they've done in the past. So if mm-hmm. you think of like the any Sony or Bose headphones that feature active noise cancellation and Bluetooth that are popular now, those tend to be in the range of what? 300 350 Dollars? Yeah, but I think three hundred tends to be the kind of the yeah three hundred sweet spot. Yeah, spot. Yeah. So you know, as usual with Apple products, you double that and then you make it a little less than double, and you get the final pricing, which mm-hmm. is exactly what they've done with the AirPods. So it's a high end. I would call this a high end prosumer product, uh, if we were to find the market segment for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's it's more expensive than what you can find from other brands. But what I think is really fascinating about these headphones, um, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, is the way that Apple is positioning this and some of the technical specs that they have shared about this product, some of their claims, they are entering this fascinating territory where they are claiming at least some parts of the performance that you may be used to seeing in high-end, you know, Almost audiophile level headphones, but in the AirPods brand. So I think maybe an, a, a, an easier way to frame this for people that focus on these things is the AirPods Max are actually more like the HomePod in yes. what Apple is entering yes. them into than other AirPods. Because the other AirPods products are pretty fairly priced within the categories that they mm-hmm. sit in. Mm-hmm. Um, but the HomePod, the original HomePod, uh, even the HomePod Mini to a point, are really overpriced based to the competitors. But what Apple is trying to do and has done to some level is create a product that is better at the audio stuff. And so they charge a premium for it to, yeah. to get there. Yeah. 
yeah, so what they are saying about the AirPods Max in terms of the sound quality and the distortion at full volume, um, numbers like they have in their press release and on their product page, 1% distortion across the full range at maximum volume. And so what does that no- mean, though? Like, well, it to, means that, that when you're playing audio, and yeah. look, I will say that I do, like, I do have a high-resolution music player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have really, really good Sony headphones. First of all, I don't need anybody to tell me that this stuff isn't true. Like, if you think that it isn't true, good for you. Please don't tell me because I don't care. Like, all the people that have told me <laughs> this week on Twitter that high-resolution audio isn't real, I have muted them. Because, I, like, if that is They're your just first people inter- that can't tell the difference between the mids and the highs, Federico. No. You know? The thing is, if your, first interaction with, if your first interaction with me publicly on twitter is to tell me that i'm wrong about something i like i don't think we can go along together no you You can't be friends like like that it's just why would you think that your first interaction anyway um what was i gonna say i lost my train of thought because of people on twitter see you should never tweet you should never be on twitter never tweet and then you will always keep your train of thought the thing is um i'm really interested to see the so your question. Let's go with your question first. The social means that when you listen to something at full volume, what Apple is saying is that there's a if you were to to put on a graph, and they have really complex techniques to do this, and they have really fancy equipments to do this. They actually have a footnote on their website that details the kind of equipment that they use to measure mm. distortion. It means that when you put it on a graph, and if you were to like create a visualization of like what would it mean to have distorted audio at ten, at, at you know at these percentages and they are saying that when you play a song at full volume maximum volume um, all the frequencies will have just 1% of potential distortion um, and that is a very 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 low number it's the kind of number that and is what i was going to say um, I have done this research myself, like before purchasing mm-hmm. the equipment that I have and the headphones that I have. I was hanging out on those forums where people take, you know, the audiophile world is a really weird and fascinating world. As with any hobby that is taken to the extreme, you have people taking extreme measures to validate their hobbies. And one of those measures yes. is there's people buying really fancy equipment to measure the distortion, the frequencies, and all the kind of qualities that come with their also expensive gear for actually enjoying audio. And so I checked out those threads and posts, and I understand some of it. I don't understand most of it, uh, but I still think it's fascinating. And I, and ultimately, if you're using that kind of equipment, right, it's not like you're making up those numbers. You have people showing pictures of this, like... Uh, machines that they use to measure performance and this uh, the 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 rooms that they use to to measure distortion for example it's really fascinating and it's really odd to an extent but the numbers don't lie and those numbers what apple is saying i linked on twitter to a post by what hi-fi which is a sort of like an audiophile website that i've been following for a while it's a magazine too i remember yeah one of the one of the first things that they pointed out like in the, um yesterday it was like apple claiming one percent distortion rate is very bold it's a very bold claim those are the numbers that you usually get with you know high-end equipment and these are you know 
these are expensive headphones, but they're not high-end, you know, audiophile gear. Uh, these are AirPods. Because, like, I guess the kind of headphones that would do this kind of stuff in that world are like twice this price. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can get you can get uh, audiophile level headphones for less than a thousand dollars for sure, mm-hmm. but it's oh well, thank you Siri. It just searched for best headphones under a thousand dollars. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Did it give you the AirPods Max? <laughs> yeah, the Audis, the Audis LCD two. Those are you know the Hi-Fi Man. Yeah, those are good headphones, and the Sony one thousand XM four. Yeah, I mean, sure. So you can get audiophile level you know recommendations under a th- under a thousand dollars for sure mm-hmm. but those are also not bluetooth headphones and those are wired headphones yeah so whatever apple is doing here i'm very very keen to see what it means in practice how it actually tests in practice because they are some of the promises they are making are I think, yeah, I think describing them as bold is a good description. Mm-hmm. I will go with what, what HiFi uh, wrote. It's a bold claim. And it makes it really fascinating to me because you have this, like, you're right there in the middle, uh, just like with the HomePod, right? When the HomePod came out, on those forums that I mentioned, I saw the same people actually taking measurements of the HomePod with distortion and frequencies and comparing the HomePod to other HiFi you know, home equipment, like speakers and all that kind of stuff. I saw the same people doing the same tests. And a lot of them were actually surprised. And they were actually saying, yeah, Apple somehow put out a speaker that has pretty good performance, even when compared to actual gear that Mm -hmm. audiophiles purchase. And I think they may have a shot to replicate that with the AirPods. So there is that fascinating parallel between the HomePod, like the full-size HomePod, and these AirPods Max. Again, assuming that Apple's claims are true, and I don't think they will be false. I think it, what, they, what they're writing is actually true. But also, unlike the HomePod, these are a product with a much, much, much stronger brand and recognition. Mm. These are called... AirPods. They're not called, you know, HomePod head, whatever. <laughs> like people HomePod are going portable. to recon- people are going to recognize these and they're gonna say these are the new AirPods. Like it's a big deal to call them AirPods. And so you're right there in that interesting spot of maybe you have a shot to sell really good audio quality to consumers. And I'm fascinated by this. Like, what what is this going to mean for, you know, other headphone manufacturers, for example? I saw someone on Twitter yesterday, I don't remember their name, saying, you want to bet that if the AirPods Max are successful, uh, it's going to convince Sony, Bose, and all these other companies to push their prices higher and to invest on sound quality because they're going to see what Apple is doing and they're going to copy their approach. And that's Mm -hmm. a valid point. I think it could happen. But I'm just, yeah, I think the most fascinating part for me is the idea of wireless headphones having some of the qualities and some of the performance of the kind of gear that costs a lot more money, but in a product that is very much in line with what, you know, average people want, which is more AirPods. 
some of that kind of reminds me of the Pro Display XDR, right? Apple enters a market. They say, we're going to get $30,000 reference monitors. Now, in practice, like, in some ways it's as good, other ways it's not as good. But for regular consumers, it's way overkill. Like, this feels like similar positioning. But to your point, they're doing that positioning with a brand that is extremely popular. AirPods are Mm. everywhere. And it's like, will that change it? Like, there wasn't another pro display. And they added the XDR above it in the line, even though they should totally add one below it in the line at 5K. But it's uh, it's just a very interesting approach. And I wonder, like, there'll be people who see this and think it's ridiculous, and that's fine. There'll be other people who are excited about it. What I'm curious about are people who can't afford it and they and they get them like is this going to turn people on to sort of that scene of like high-end audio like are people going to be moving into this world because of this product do you think well i guess it depends what you're listening to right right and also uh, let me clarify before we get the feedback i'm not saying that airpods max are or will be audiophile headphones right what i'm trying to say is that what Apple is claiming on the website right now has some similarities to the kind of numbers that you get by testing actual audiophile gear and that Apple is pushing this, is advertising this, you know, as having really, really, really good sound, just like they did with the HomePod. Steven's comparison of the Pro Display XDR makes a lot of sense because it's yeah. like they they picked they pick and chose some areas of that high grade product and went yes. after those. But it's, yes. they don't do everything that those products do. But there are things like this distortion thing, which I don't really know much about. But like it makes sense from what you're saying. I never heard of it before, but like I I can conceive of it. And if that is the type of statistic that real high end audio products attempt to go for, Apple's like, we want that one, so we'll go right. for that one, and right. like pick and choose a few things. Or it's like, look, this is half or a third of the price, uh, but it's going to get you further than our competition will get you because these are the things that we have decided to, to go for. Again, similarly to the HomePod as well, but I actually think the Pro Display XDR is a very, very good Yeah, uh, uh, Terence in the Terence in the in the Discord makes a really good point saying Apple pulls features out of the Pro market and sticks them in prosumer products all the time. Yes, mm-hmm. that's exa- mm-hmm. exactly that. You take, what's the best aspect of the uh, professional, you know, um, product that we want to make available to more people? And you take that and you refine that. And it seems like audio distortion is going to be one of those features. Um, obviously, if you're an audiophile, you will never, and I totally get it, you will never accept, you know, a wireless headphone. And that's totally fine. I say this as the guy with the Sony Walkman and the, you know, <laughs> the 4.4 millimeter special audio jack for my wired Sony headphones. Like, I get it. You know, uh, lossless audio um wirelessly you know we can argue about that it's whether uh you know audio codecs like aptx or ldac by sony are actually lossless or you know near lossless which is another thing that people say but like i get it people you know people who are really into this stuff are still gonna be using wired headphones near lossless is such a funny phrase near lossless it's not lossless is it it's less lossless i guess like less loss 
it, it is not lossless. near lossless <laughs> though it's uh it's a thing it's a thing i do have uh the sony headphones that i have in even the previous generation they do support uh uh ldac as a, as a codec um the right. sony earbuds that i have do not which is odd um but yeah that's a whole other discussion is there any specific codec support for these or is it just whatever the iPhone will do? So this is fa- this is another fascinating topic that I did some research about. Um, doesn't seem like it. So um, on Android, I believe you can buy Android phones that have both support for aptX HD, which mm-hmm. is the near lossless audio codec, Less and uh, and and there's also some Android phones that support LDAC. LDAC is a is a near lossless codec made by Sony, so you can find it in Sony products. And uh, if you want to have a little fun fact, a little like trivia, I will tell you how the Japan Audio Society certified LDAC with the official Hi-Res Audio Wireless certification, which is a it's a whole thing. Um, nice. Yes, uh, people in Japan care a lot about audio and. Uh, and that, that, that to me is really, really awesome. Anyway, uh, aptX HD and LDAC, basically, they allow you to do audio resolutions up to 24 bits. Um, I believe um, aptX HD has a sampling rate of 48 kilohertz and LDAC doubles that at 96. Yeah, that's correct. LDAC can do... Anyway, this doesn't really matter. What matters is that... If you have an Android phones, uh, an Android phone, and a, and a compatible service and compatible headphones, you can listen to near lossless audio on services like Amazon Music HD or Tidal Hi-Fi or Cobuse. You know, one of those services that let you pay more money to have uh, lossless music uh, and listen to that on a near lossless with a near lossless audio codec. Apple so far, the, uh, they're using standard AAC, I believe, as a, as an audio codec on on AirPods. Uh, they don't support uh, aptX, uh, which is made by Qualcomm. They don't support LDAC, which is made by Sony. Um, there's another variation of LDAC called, I believe, LDHC, which is made by I don't remember. Uh, there is also aptX adaptive, I think, which is another thing. In any case, we're getting real deep now. We're getting real deep. What what matters here is that I think these AirPods are still going to use standard AAC, which is right. limited to the to the default like sixteen bit, forty four point one kilohertz sampling rate. So, what's interesting though is that these are going to support a wired mode. The AirPods Max will support using a lightning to audio jack cable. Mm-hmm. And what happens then is my question uh, when you use uh, it in, yeah. in, in wired mode. Uh, that's going to be interesting to try because like, yeah. are you still going to convert, uh, you're still going to convert everything to digital? I, I don't know. Like this is, this is outside of my, of my knowledge territory, I suppose. Like, what happens when you switch AirPods Max from Bluetooth, which you're going to use, and you're just going to put a cable in and connect them to, say, my Sony music player? Or first-generation iPod Nano. Is it still going to convert the signal to digital using AAC? Right. Or is it just going to take whatever the device gives it? I don't know. 
right? Like that's the question is who's 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 winning? Is it your Walkman or the Hep- oh, I think the, the lightning cable is going to win because if you if you're passing it through lightning it's still going to convert everything to digital. Right. Would be my assumption. Right. Okay. So oh, what's what's interesting is there's a compatibility list on the tech spec tech specs page and it lists a bunch of Apple products but it doesn't seem to clarify if this is compatibility for wireless or wired like would it even work with your Sony I guess we'll find out well they should work wirelessly too though oh with standard bluetooth yeah yeah um, just gonna use that what I think is interesting in the, in the context of um, high fidelity audio and, uh, and audio codecs it's not the specifics is how Apple can sell it and this is why I'm surprised that they haven't put out a hi-fi tier for Apple Music, especially now that, you know, at first it was just Tidal and, I don't know, Deezer maybe yeah, and Cobuse. Yeah. And then Amazon came in, came in and said, well, Amazon Music HD, you don't have to pay $30 a month like those other services, just give us $15 a month. So they're undercutting the competition on price by offering the same, in theory, lossless music. And it seems like, a pre- you know, Apple seems to be the kind of company that if you can upsell people on a more expensive service, it seems like they usually like to do that. And so I guess I'm surprised that they haven't used their proprietary H1 yeah. chip to build uh, a, a new audio codec on on top of Bluetooth, just like, you know, those other folks like Qualcomm and Sony have done, and combine that, now that they have the HomePod, and now that they have the AirPods Max, combine that with a new Apple Music tier for folks who really want to get the best quality out of Apple Music when streaming wirelessly. And again, I don't need your opinion on this. I'm just saying that other companies do it. I'm surprised that Apple isn't doing it themselves. Especially considering now they have, like, two high-end audio products, Right? They have the HomePod, and then they have these, and these like high-end audio gear is what they're pitching it as and pricing it as. It's kind of interesting to see that like they go to all the trouble that they're going to, to to make these things sound really good in theory. I'm just saying you can monetize that with a service component and say you buy the hardware, and also you can keep giving us money with the service. It's part of Premiere or whatever as well, right? Like. The regular Apple One can you get yeah. the regular Apple Music lumped in, but if you get Premiere, you also get the, the yes HD Apple Music HD or whatever. Anyway, that was a lot of conversation about what's in, inside of these things. We haven't spoken about any of the outside, so they come in a variety of colors: space gray. I don't know why it's called space gray. Why are we back to space gray? I thought we left that right. And then we got a graphite, wasn't mm-hmm. that it? Anyway. I don't know. Space gray, silver, sky blue, green, and pink. So there's some of the colors we saw in the iPad Air plus pink. Apple's naming is so interesting to me. Sky blue, green. Right? Why? Why does blue get sky, and then you got green and pink? Anyway, should have been called field green and skin pink. <laughs> um, I went. I uh, both me and Federico have ordered these. And I went with Space Gray for the same reason that if I was buying an Apple Watch, I wouldn't buy the red or the blue one. 
you're married to a color then that you don't might not always exactly. Want. I don't necessarily always want my headphones to be green, right? Um, it's a it's a big thing, especially because like this wasn't it at the time, but you can you can get the different ear cups. They're sixty nine dollars. It's a really nice price. Nice, um, and you can change mix and match the colors up if you want to, which I think is kind of cool. And this is so one of the things that I was seeing about this, especially Mark Gurman saying it, it's like it seemed like Apple changed what they were doing here because like there's a bunch of things that from his original re- report that he was expecting. I think that this part might have gotten lost in the reporting. Because he was referencing the fact that you could mix and match materials. And you can definitely do that here. So I don't know. But, like, yeah, there, there, there definitely seems like from the, the report that Mark Gurman originally gave in this product, they do seem different. And I can imagine that there may have been some issues with the product here, uh, which resulted in what we've got today. Because it does kind of feel like it would make sense if they did have a cheaper version too, made out of different materials. Right, and it, in theory, would make more sense that they had touch on them. We'll get to the input in a minute, but you would—that's what you would have naturally expected. And also, they've come out on December, the middle of December. Right, mm-hmm. like this is clearly not the time you would have picked for this product to make its debut. And now the the order dates are way out. So either oh, they're like if you want to order most of them now, you get them in March, which is wild like i can't think of a time when there's been this long of a gap AirPods right maybe yeah like three months i mean uh airpods were hard to get at the beginning remember people were like trying to get the apple store yeah, when they we opened no airpods got delayed though there was a there were production issues yeah right they actually delayed that product it was supposed to come out whenever it was and they pushed it by months so like and then apple also said like it's constrained so I expect a similar thing has happened here, but like it is, you know, people are saying Apple pencils. Well, that's another good one, right? Like the Apple pencil, it was like, mm-hmm. and also the smart keyboards as well. Those 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 products were super hard to get a hold of for a while. I mean, it's it's what's unknown for now and will be unknown for a long time is, did they not make many of these or did they underestimate demand? We don't know. Well, yeah, well, who knows, right? The the thing that is interesting to me uh, about that is clearly they wanted they wanted some people to get it by the holidays and what this does do if the reviews are positive yes some people will be frustrated they can't get them but they're gonna have a little bit of a hype train riding into the spring too i think and everything's on hype trains these days Mm -hmm. uh digital crown (laughs) is the way that you control volume play and pause skip tracks and use Siri. This is interesting. That's a lot of stuff to do with the digital crown. I kind of love it. Um, I don't think it. I, I think when you read it, right? So volume, you twist it. Yeah. Play, pause, you click it. Skip tracks, you double click it. Yeah. And Siri, you hold it. Right. That'd be my assumption for all other things. I haven't looked into it. I don't know if they published that anywhere. This can't be what they wanted. <laughs> I kind of prefer it. I really dislike I think I would prefer it to touch, but I do agree that I don't think this was version one of the plan. Mm-mm. I mean, if you just look at it, it's just like stuck on the top of it. Like, uh, we'll put it there. I don't know. I, I, maybe maybe I will change my opinion if Apple can do gestures better than, than other headphones. I never liked gesture controls on any headphone that I've had. Well, I'm in agreement with you that I think it will be nicer to use, but I think the point me and Stephen are making is that 
you would naturally assume this was not what they were going for. Like that they would want to find something similar to the right. AirPods Pro, right? Like there would be it's all t- it's all touch based. Because as well, it's like they have the button for uh, changing between noise cancellation and transparency, which I actually think will also be nicer because you just click it once. You don't have to hold yeah. it. You don't have to squeeze it, right? Like the AirPods Pro. Like I saw that in the ad, right? Like there's that ad with a woman's flying, flying through space, which I actually kind of like that ad. And uh, she just clicks it to change. And I just, you know, it's like, oh, okay, that, that, that's quite cool. Um, but the digital crown... It is weird to see that not on a watch, right? That it really does just look like the digital crown and they call it that. Um, I don't know why they went with that and they didn't just make like its own thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like why Why is why is it quite literally the watch one? I, one thing I haven't been able to get uh, a concept of is, is it the same thing or is it bigger? I can't work that out yet. You know what I mean? Like, is that the same dimensions as the digital crown on a watch? It does kind of look bigger. But is it because we don't know how big the thing is? Oh, I wonder if they've got the, the AR thing. Because that might help me kind of kind of conceptualize that a little bit better, maybe. Federico, can you tell me about the, the headband? Yeah. Is this good? I think it it's potentially good. I... I want to see what it, how it feels like. So Apple is using this different design where they have this, what do they call it? Breathable uh, mesh uh, in the middle of the headband. And they have these stainless steel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. telescopic arms that go into the ear cups. Which make it heavy, right? Stainless steel is heavy. Stainless steel is heavy. Uh, my Sony headphones have a different uh, band design they used um, they actually use uh, i believe sheepskin leather uh, as the material uh, but they're made of titanium they're not made of stainless steel stainless steel is heavier and uh this is gonna be it's gonna be interesting because on one hand it's steel so it's heavy and i believe these headphones are 320 something grams so they're you know they're, there's there's a uh, there's lighter headphones out there for sure, but also that headband design, which Apple says it's it was created to relieve pressure on your head so that you don't feel these headphones pushing down on the top of your head. Maybe it actually works, and maybe you actually don't feel you know you're not bothered by 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 wearing these headphones because of that breathable design. But also, what does it mean in terms of? Are those going to get dirty with, like, you know, stuff getting caught up in the mesh over time? Is it going to get gross, basically, or not? And how quickly? So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a design, for sure. Like, it's very different from what I was expecting. Uh, I'm also intrigued by the idea of the, telesto- of the telescopic arms, sort of extending and allowing you to swivel and adjust the height of the ear cups. Yeah, it's uh, the the outside of the headphones is also just as interesting as the inside, to Mike's point. Uh, and the I am, I don't know, I would say fifty percent excited about this design because on one hand I'm I'm worried about steel and I'm worried about the 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 material getting dirty and gross. 
just in a span of a couple of months. I hadn't even thought of that. I don't know if I would like the the weight on my neck. I, I don't know like if I would find that comfortable, like on my head, you know? Um, it, it, I mean, a lot of these types of things, it's like it's in the balance, mm-hmm. right? That like, because it's like, for example, like a VR headsets, like a VR headset that hangs on your face feels a lot less comfortable than one that's like anchor levered on the back of your head. And it like, so the PlayStation VR right. headset, the way that they do that is just like, it's, it's anchored to the back of your head and then is almost like um, suspended in front of your face. But the Oculus ones, you basically, all of the weight is in the front. And the weight being all in the front is makes it less comfortable over time. But if you kind of anchor it in the back, it's nicer. So like, what I'm wondering is like, with the way that they have the headband, how comfortable is that when it's le- resting on my head and kind of maybe helping balance out the weight of the overall thing rather than it kind of feeling like it's clamped to the side of my head and feeling it that way. So th- this is one of those things we're going to have to wait and see. Um, I hope that this just isn't like part of their obsession with stainless mm. steel that they think they need to put it in anything, uh, in everything, and, it, and it's actually got some some utility and doesn't overall make the product less comfortable mm-hmm. because it's super heavy. Yeah, it's the Mac Pro of headphone designs. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, the that headband is definitely a choice <laughs> when it comes to design. Like, uh, you don't like it? Well, I, I don't know. I I, okay. I I like the photos of it. Will I like wearing it? That's my question. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what to think because I haven't actually tried them. Um, the case. Mm. So it has a smart case that you put the AirPod Max into, and it goes into an ultra low power state, which I don't really, I don't really understand this. I guess obviously this case doesn't have a battery in it. The battery life is pretty good. Twenty hours of battery life and one and a half hours of charge. Uh, you get from just five minutes of charging. So like it's got that whole, you know, thing you know and love from AirPods, but obviously there isn't a battery case to put them in, but you do get a long battery life from the product itself because it's much larger. It can have a longer battery in it. When you put it into the case and it goes into this, what's called a low power state. The case is distinctive in its design. Um, It's very memeable. I kind of don't care about it it's a soft case which i've heard people uh not like they prefer a hard case this is interesting to me um i've never had a case for headphones like over like over ear headphones but i've also never had really expensive over ear headphones so i you know you've got to kind of hope that apple's soft case thing is kind of just to stop them getting scuffed is why and that's why they have it but they are confident in the uh structural integrity of the product Mm. that if you put it in a backpack or in a suitcase it's not going to get all broken up what i think what i think is interesting about that case is how if if i get this right um they are basically trying to replicate the experience of the standard AirPods in that based on what they're what they're saying, you're never going to turn the AirPods Max on or off if you use the mm-hmm. case. You just put them on and they enter low power mode and then when you remove them, they're they're automatically paired again. Just like like you never mm. turn off the AirPods, you just put them back in the case. And what happens if you take AirPods out of your ears and just put them down? They ask Adina. Well, they they yeah. eventually turn off. They run out of battery. Uh, but like, do they stay connected as if they're in use? No, they automatically disconnect. 
So but is then it like you can manually them... connect again from control center and play audio right. through. Because the reason I'm asking is I'm not going to put these headphones in the case all the time when I'm not using them, right? Like that's these, these so new ones. So they will automatically because... turn off just like basically every right. other modern Bluetooth headphones do. Sure, um, good. But the idea is you shouldn't have to bother turning them on again if you use the case. Ah, uh, okay. Right? Okay. Because when I when I remove my Sony headphones, right, and I don't turn them off, eventually they turn on they turn off on their own after I don't know 30, 40 minutes, I don't remember. But then when I want to listen to music with the Sony headphones again, with the Bluetooth ones, of course, I need to turn them on again. I need to press a button. Mm -hmm. And I think what Apple is saying is if you put them in the case, they will never turn off. They always be in ultra low power mode. So that when you want to listen again, you just put them on, you don't have to press any buttons. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not convinced about the convenience there yet. Because like then I always have to have this big floppy case kind of like mm. around, you yeah. know, which I I well, don't imagine yeah. I would. I have a stand for my headphones, so, so. Of course you do. I don't know. I have a hook on the side of my desk. Right. But that's just for these podcasting headphones. F which Federico's definitely going to try and podcast with these. Like as we can all agree like immediately the next episode of Connected, Federico will be wearing these things to record with. Oh, that's a good idea. Like, it's just, it's, it seems like an inevitability that you would do that. Hmm. Well, I have to see what the, the audio bleed is. Try it out on John first. The one true John. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I am intrigued about these. So, like, I have not bought a pair of Bluetooth headphones, right? Because I was always waiting for these. I don't own any of the Bluetooth headphones that all the cool kids have, right? I've never owned the Sony ones. I never bought the Microsoft ones. I didn't buy any of them because we have been waiting for this product like for like two years, maybe, maybe longer. And so I've always held out for over-ear headphones. Uh, I have been like using wired over-ear headphones, some like B&O ones that I bought for like four years or something i've just had this pair of headphones um and then i wanted a, a pair of bluetooth ones after i uh started using airpods because i was like this is so much better but then by the time that i was ready to make that purchase it seemed like oh apple's gonna make some so now apple have made them and i'm intrigued like i kind of just want them for to have that thing but i think that a lot of the benefit of this product will probably be lost on me honestly but I'm I'm excited to try it anyway. I'm just I do, I don't think I listen to enough music. I am definitely not the kind of person that can do a very good job of telling when something is better than something else. I can tell when something is vastly different, good or bad. But like, I bet I it would t it would be quite difficult for me to tell the difference, say, between these and the best so that Sony has to offer, right? Like those ones that Federico has right now. I mean, I'm most likely going to be using these for watching video content and listening to podcasts at home. Like, I could imagine these will take place of my at-home listening of audio content or, video, or watching video content that I would usually use my AirPods Pro for. And I could imagine using these instead because that just seems like a nicer experience maybe to have these uh, instead of the, the AirPods. We'll, fi we'll find out, I guess. Steven, you know... Huh? You? Did you? You you interested? I am interested for the same reasons you said. I've never had Bluetooth headphones. Uh, these are not something that would be for work for me. But 
maybe when we can travel again, I'd be interested in them. So Yeah, so you didn't order them, right? I didn't say that. Oh, did you order them? Yeah. Just like the two of oh, you. Oh, he kept that to himself. Mm-hmm. We were all talking about the headphones we ordered yesterday, and you were like, oh, they're expensive. Yeah, play it close to the, close to the vest. Uh, are you, did you order them in such a way that you might have them next week? Yes. Oh, secrets. I'm not proud of it, okay? I feel bad. Secrets. But okay. it, it is what it is. Yeah, but you have a Mac Pro and a Pro Display XDR, so like, <laughs> you know, you... <laughs> You can't play that card, fancy monitor boy. Yeah, I haven't ordered them either. I'm not getting them. Not true. <laughs> it's not true. I know that you did. I, I just realized at this point, we've never spoken about your pro display on this show, have we? Mm-mm. See, I've only brought it up because I've heard you bring it up on Mac Power Users. Yeah, because it's my show where I can talk about computers I'm not made fun of. I, I'm pretty sure David makes fun of you for the for the fancy expensive computer that you have the obsolete expensive computer that you are i think the first uh, <laughs> i think the first time i talked about it was on my mac pro tour for the uh in the podcast of days oh yeah yeah it's, it's certain things you can't hide yeah it's like my screen's massive it's humongous <laughs> no reason all right i think that's it mm-hmm. are we done Yep, hopefully by next week's episode, we'll all have them so we can talk about them on next week's show. Until then, if you want to find links to stuff we spoke about, head on over to relay.fm slash connected slash 324. While you're there, you can send us an email with feedback or follow-up, or you can become a member. Connected members get access to Connected Pro, which is a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. This week, Federico talked about a new device in his life that's not headphones and uh we've talked about some other stuff too furniture how furniture is made online document solutions it was a very exciting time you also get access to a bunch of cool relay fm perks so go check it out uh relay.fm slash connected or relay.fm slash membership either one will work you can find us all online mike is on twitter as i m y k e mike is deep into building keyboards anything new to report there yeah, mike boy Yes, this Saturday, the 12th, I'm going to be building a keyboard called the Think 6.5 on stream, mic.live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 Eastern, 5 p.m. GMT. You can find Federico online as Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Federico is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. Federico, I have a question for you. Of course you do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's my favorite part of the show. <laughs> I've started chapterizing the end of the show so people can know that something important is happening. <laughs> okay. What is a wrong assumption that people make about you? Ah. Oh. oh, this is a good one. These are such good questions, but so bad for the first date. Yes, also, like, I don't, I don't think you should ask these questions on a first date, Steven. Yeah, we've talked about this <laughs> repeatedly. You need to check your sources, really. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I guess this is a weird question because... Like, it, it, it's based on the idea that I know what people think about me, right? Yeah. So I feel like maybe people tend to assume that I'm, uh, I don't know, God, this is getting so difficult, Steven. I know. <laughs> I feel like maybe... I'll give you an easy one next week. I feel like maybe people think that I'm... That that I get 
Okay, yeah, I, I have it. I don't think people understand how much more calm and open to new ideas I've gotten over the past six or seven years, since I moved to Rome, basically. I think a lot of people that used to know me before still are under the assumption that I'm, you know... Um, Small town boy. Yeah, and like, but even like yeah. politically and like just in general, the ideas that I have and how I react to certain situations, I think people tend to assume that, you know, I'm a like, you know, close-minded, like, yeah, small town boy is a, is a good description of it. Is that an acceptable answer, Stephen? Okay, okay. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. I kind of thought maybe you're going to go down the road of people see me on the street I'm covered in tattoos. I think I'm some sort of oh no, that too. But I enjoy <laughs> mean, that. Angry person. I enjoy that. Like that's actually enjoyable. Yeah. Like I, I no, I try to think like something that that not annoys me, but like that isn't like that. I that I don't like that they think that. Okay. Whereas the the menacing aspect, I kind of enjoy that because it, it can <laughs> come in handy. I, I guess people don't open the door for you during a pandemic. That is also true. But also, I don't go knocking. You can find me online. I'm on Twitter as ismh right at 512pixels.net and host a bunch of shows here on Relay, just like these other two fine gentlemen. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Squarespace, ExpressVPN, and Hawthorne. And until next time, guys, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.